0: I'm raising the stakes right now. This is a poker game. I'm shoving my chips to the middle of the table. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants in, get in. Anybody wants out, can get out. That's right, everyone. This is Tim with the Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York. Giant Sports Talk. We're raising the ante. Why, you want to know why? Can't talk. The season will be starting on Sunday. Sunday, 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 truckasaurus. Oh, we are so excited. We're all ready. You know what? We, we are sitting here, and we are looking to and we are ready to go, because we want to Autobots. Out. We are rolling out with the Autobots right now because we got the Tennessee Titans this Sunday. We got the big game. We got some giant news to talk about. We got some things to go over. We got some things to review. We're going to talk about some players who must step up against the Tennessee Titans. We're going to do a little bit of the preview of this game because of the fact that we're not going to give the score of the prediction yet because we're going to do that on Sunday, but we're going to go through a little bit more of a preview and we're we're just going to talk about the Titans first. First, we want to talk about Wyatt Davis. Wyatt Davis, we hardly knew ya. White Davis, of course, has been plucked off the practice squad by the the I would say the currently deficient offensive lineman deficient New Orleans Saints. He um, was with the Giants for a hiccup. He's moved on. The Saints took him, signed him off the practice squad. The Saints have some issues on the road, sort of like the Giants along that offensive line. Um, but you know what? He he he. We we're not going to be able to groom him. We're not going to be able to see what he can do. But you know We you know what. Wyatt, you were a giant for a minute, but once a giant, always always a giant. So the Tennessee Titans, uh, we've talked about this before. we talked about the anatomy of an upset. We've talked about guys that, um, you know, things that could go wrong, things that will, might go wrong, and things that could go right, it might go right for the Giants on both sides of the football. One of the things I kind of wanted to address quickly is there's some guys that gonna, they're going to have to step up. They're going to have to play above and beyond if the Giants are going to be having any chance to get a win. Now you have a lot of people out on social media who are delusional, who thinks this Tennessee Titan game is going to be a rollover. Tennessee Titans are predict- predicted to win their division. Tennessee Titans have made the playoffs X amount of years. Tennessee Titans have a good coach in Vrabel. Tennessee Titans got a hell of a running back in King Henry. Tennessee Titans have a good quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. They still have, even though they lost their top rush guy, they still have a good defense. A very good defense, and, and I know some people are going to say the secondary is suspect with their corners, but so are ours. And that kind of leads to what I want to talk about, about players that need to step it up, to kick it up a notch, to put it in a gear, to Autobots roll out. Autobots rollout. These are our roll. Autobot rollout players of the day for the Tennessee Titan game, and one of them we're going to look at right now is going to be, the person on everyone's mind needs to be Aaron Robinson. Aaron Robinson right now is backed up by Cordo Flott. Aaron Robinson is going to be the guy that's going to need to man the other side, other side of the field. As Dory Jackson is going to try to lock down probably Robert Woods or or whomever else the, the Titans are going to put on that side, uh, he's going to be a guy that he, if you watched him play over the last, you know, bit of time that he has played, he's had some issues Keeping up with his receivers, we did a whole video about the fluidity of hips and how he backpedals, and sometimes how he stands a little too erect uh, when he goes when he tries to back drop back into coverage. But if you look at Aaron Robinson, what's behind him? You hope you, you even though Darney Holmes had a wonderful camp, you're going to keep him in the slot. But you got Cordell Flott behind him. If you look at his past, I always love it because we always have to go to pro football focus. If you look at his past, his past defense grade in, in the preseason was 33.4, and I think that's generous. He looked shaky at times. He looked like he just did not belong at times because he's always a step behind. And I did a whole breakdown video of why I think that. And like I said, I normally don't do breakdown videos of players' performances, but as a former defensive back, I saw some things that, you know, the Giants definitely probably have solved and and are working on. But if he struggles mightily, I mean, like I said, if I am Tannehill and I have Jackson on the right side, I'm just looking to the left because more than likely he is going to be going up and reference Aaron Ramos the speed guy, the rookie. And he has issues with speed guys. He has issues with double moves. And when you have a backup, of, uh, you, when you're backed up by Cordell Flott, I, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing things that could potentially, I, I'm seeing things that could potentially go awry quickly. And you have to be, you have to be concerned. Immediately. You have to be concerned about that CB2 position. The other position I am gravely concerned about right now is the middle linebacking position. You have Tay Crowder, who is going to be manning the the middle. And I've said this before, of Tay Crowder, I think he's an undersized middle linebacker. And people will point out, well, he's 6'1 and 235 pounds. How can you say he's undersized? Because there is a difference between height and weight and football size. Ask, Ask Matt from Connecticut. Matt from Connecticut like 6'7", 300-something pounds, but his body frame does not allow it to add mass. He stayed an entire summer in the gym, and he, he looked good and cut and looked muscular, but he never added any mass to his body type because some body types, and especially NFL players, just don't have the ability to add mass. Size and weight are not the only parameters when looking at a middle linebacker's size. And some people need to learn that. And I, and I, and I think that is a, uh, I think that is an issue. Now, while I say he is undersized, he's also a little bit slow at foot in coverage. And he does not lead the point of attack. He does not go after and initiate the contact. And people will say, but Tim, he had 130 tackles last year. And I'm going to talk about that for a second because I've always talked about Blake Martinez, how he has he, – if you take a look at Blake Martinez, look at the size of Blake Martinez's neck and everything. But we're not going to get into size anymore. Blake Martinez led the point of attack. And there is, there is a statistic that as a middle linebacker, the most NFL teams look at. And that statistic is the fact that your middle linebacker should have anywhere between 15 to 25 percent more, if not more than that, solo tackles than assists. Now, you take a look at Blake Martinez because that means he's leading the attack. Blake Martinez last year had 151 tackles, 86 solo, 65 assists. The year before, he had 155 and 97 solos, 58 assists. The year prior to that, 144 with 91 and 53, 91 solos and 53 53 assists. He leads the point of attack. He hits the ball carry. He finishes and executes the tackle well that no one needs to come in and help him. He's making the solo tackle. Tate Crowder, as all the people will point out, has 130 tackles in 17 games. Okay, let's do a statistical breakdown. 64 solo, 66 assists. And I know they're going to say, well, he played right outside linebacker. He also played middle linebacker last year, but we're not going to get into semantics. 64 solo, 66 66 assists. He has more assists than he has solo tackles. So he is not leading the point of attack. He is not initiating the contact. He is a pyloner that he comes in and gets to assist by being one of the guys that comes in after someone such as Blake Martinez leads the point of attack and starts initiating the tackle. Now, if you're going to play that way against Derrick Henry, we are going to have some issues because of the fact that Derrick Henry looks for contact. He doesn't, he doesn't shy away for contact. He looks for contact. And if Tate Crowder does not stand up and be that Blake Martinez type guy in the middle of the field and initiate the contact and initiate the tackle and, be, and it actually be credit for the tackle, we are going to have a rough day up the middle. It, it's, just, it's just a point of fact. Because then you have Austin Caletro, who has not started an NFL game since 19, and he's bounced around multiple teams. And you have to be worried that he is a guy that, again, is going to have to be in the middle of that field to initiate the point of attack to go after Derrick Henry. Because if we cannot slow down Derrick Henry, there are going to be multitudes of problems in our secondary. And I've said this before you have a lot of young guys that are going to be playing on this, they're going to be playing for this giant team. You've got a lot of young guys, a lot of inexperienced guys. And the issue with that is, especially on defense, if you do not maintain your assignment, if you do not maintain your edge, if you do not do what you are supposed to do and you get overly excited and get overly aggressive, all Tennessee is going to do is just put in a just just a couple delayed handoffs, a couple draws, and that is going to open up the middle of the field and get you into the secondary where you have Adore Jackson, who is not a good open field tackler, Aaron Robinson, who to all of his credit I'm not being on the coverage, can tackle. Darnay Holmes is, is, again, he's a better coverage guy than, the tackle, than some of the tackles. Julian Love, who is not a true in-the-box strong safety. Dane Belton and Jason Pencock. And then Xavier McKinney. It, it, Xavier McKinney could potentially be your saving grace against Derrick Henry and against the over-the-top pass. So I'm going to basically say it's got to be both Tay And Kalitra who are going to have to initiate the point of attack and initiate contact if we are going to slow down Derrick Henry and slow down the onslaught. Because I said it before, if I'm the Tennessee Titans, I am going to run that ball up the middle of the Giants interior line until they stop it. I, at first, I, I, if I ran twenty runs in a row, that's what I would do because then I'm going to then I'm going to get these guys are going to get frustrated, they're going to get a little over aggressive. I'm going to wait till they miss their assignments and don't play in their gaps, and then I'm going over the top, and then I'm going to pick on Aaron Robinson. That's that's what I would do. So Tay Crowder and Austin Cletro need to initiate the attack, initiate the point of attack. Other guys that are going to have to step up and play well, of course, is going to be Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is going to have to show something. This is an NFL defense. This is not the Home Depoters. this is an actual NFL defense. He's going to have to have a drive like he had in Cincinnati against Cincinnati where he's got, you know, we completed what eight for 11 passes. And, you know, it was like a 12 play drive. He's going to have to have a bunch of those drives because you're going to have to play clock management with this team against tennis. tennis. You are going to have to understand that you are going to need to play clock. You're going to have to play the clock. You're going to have to play the waiting game. You're going to have to milk those 60 minutes. And Daniel Jones is going to need to have to take care of the ball, not make the big mistake, and play with it. Again, it's all coach speak. Play within yourself, and Lord willing, good things will happen. Um, But he's going to have to play well. And And honestly, if you're looking at a last player, you're going to have to look at Saquon Barkley. Last couple of players. Saquon Barkley is going to have to turn back the days of y'all and be what he was the first two years. If we are truly going to if the Giants are truly going to have an opportunity to win this game. They are going to have to like the Tennessee Titans. It's almost the same game plan. You're going to have to ground and pound. The only difference is Tennessee has more talent on the defensive side, but you're going to have to ground and pound. You're going to have to play the clock game. You're going to have to manage this game correctly. And that's and that's all there's going to be. It's going to it's an e- it's an easy offensive philosophy for the Giants to run, 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 set up the play action and look for Kenny G and try to make something big happen right away. That's what I, if I'm the Giants, that's what I'm doing. I'm se- I'm going to I'm going to take the I'm going to take a page out of the Seattle book you know that Jason Garrett ran 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 set it up for the second half and hit them big right off in the sec- right off right off in the second half they he, he, you know, go for something big and that's what i would do and honestly if you want to and i'm not just going to pick one player you, the whole offensive line for the giants are going to have to step up because they are going to be going up against a quality pass rush and the and the linebacking core of the titans is, is there are no slouches but like i said there are some issues in reference to what we're seeing in regards to um, the corner situation, you, ha- you have some guys that are, uh, that are, that are somewhat suspect and they're somewhat, um, uh, I'm not going to say suspect, but there are guys you have to look at and say, you know what? They're not the best high quality corners in the league, but they are professionals. And you have people like Farley, who's, you know, he's coming out, I believe his second year who, who can play well at times he's, who's earned a spot on this team. But like I said, the whole offensive line is going to need to step up. Saquon Barkley has got to step up and basically Daniel Jones is as well. And like I said, if we're looking on the defensive side of the ball, and also I forgot about the entire defensive line because you're going to have to step up. This is another game that Dexter Lawrence is going to have to step up and show something as well. He is going to be the nose tackle. He's going to be the man in the middle. He is going to be the guy that he needs to initiate that forward push that hopefully allows Tay Crowder and also Kalitro to flow like water and go through the vines and find the ball carrier. So I still haven't called the coach about that whole analogy, but I'm going to call him soon. I'm going to, I promise I'm going to call him soon, but like I say, you got to step it up. You got to have the point. It's going to be the point of attack. And that's what, the, that's what this video is going to be titled. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to have a big show and a big stream on Sunday at 10.30 a.m. going over this entire season. Probably not going to have a show or anything going on Saturday because i got a lot of other things going on. Um, but you know what? We will have the big stream on Sunday. We'll have the video after the game as well. At uh, home, we may even do a quick drop-in video, quick live stream during the halftime. I haven't decided yet, but we'll figure it out again. And again, this is Tim with the Online Big Blue. we bringing you the best in New York Giants sports Talking in our team. And as always, if you could like... Maybe subscribe, if you can ring that bell you think of a means, that'd be awesome.